The following message is from Grace on the Ashley Baptist Church, located in Charleston, South Carolina. For more information about Grace on the Ashley, visit graceontheashley.org. So grateful to be back in um, Grace on the Ashley Church. It's a wonderful place of fellowship with the Lord and with each other. It's... um, a great joy to be back with Tim and Alina, and of course with my wife Adina. Um, in uh, we had a great time uh, on the beach here uh, in Folly Beach. Um, this place is uh, something that we long for to be uh, in. It's an everlasting summer here, compared to Romania, where we have uh, so many months of snow, and. Um, um, God wants us to to serve Him no matter how um, cold it is or how hot it is. Amen. Uh, I'm uh, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. As uh, Brother uh, Greg Smith uh, preached last Sunday about um, being grateful, being um, in an attitude of uh, gratefulness before God, um, uh, contentment. I'm grateful for this opportunity to bring the message this morning before you. Um, Hopefully you will, you will get my um, accent and all that uh, has to do with the uh, communication of the message. Uh, please open the Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read three verses and um, we're going to get into the, the message. Galatians 5:16 to 18. But I say... Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Amen. If Jesus Christ is the the way to justification before God, if Jesus Christ is the person that um, um, is between us and the Father, the perfect God, and uh, through Him we are seen perfect, we are seen right with God because we put our trust in His work, if He is the way to justification, the same, the Holy Spirit is the way to sanctification. And uh, if Jesus Christ has all the resources in himself for our salvation. The Holy Spirit has all the resources for our sanctification. After we are considered by God, um, we are considered right. We are considered um, just before his justice, before his uh, righteousness. Um, So that's the idea of this message this morning that um, the Holy Spirit has all the uh, included um, uh, needs, um, all included uh, resources for our needs um, regarding the guidance and the strength that we, we need in our walk, um, in our Christian faith. Um, outside of, of God, outside of the Holy Spirit, there is no, no way uh, to, to make it. So... We're going to look this morning, I want to focus on two things that are found in this text. Uh, One is a command. First thing this morning is a command, um, which says, Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. 
It's a constant theme, theme of the book of Galatians, this conflict between the law and grace. It's a constant theme that Paul is presenting um, uh, in this condensed book. Of course, he has to take it to another level a little later, a few years later, uh, in the book of Romans. The book of Romans is, is a development of the book of Galatians, uh, which was written earlier, the book of Galatians. And, and Paul is, is not allowing anybody to, uh, to uh, conceive in their mind the idea that these two can, can get together, the law and the grace. Um, a person cannot come to God, cannot be saved by God by keeping the law of God and cannot sustain their uh, spiritual life keeping the law. Even the, the Ten Commandments, the law of Moses. The law was never intended by God as a means of salvation. Nobody can bring, nobody can put on the table his own standard of life to make it through life. You know why? Because we are all imperfect and uh, we are, doing, uh, we are um, uh, dealing with a perfect God. We are imperfect, God is perfect. No human standard is the answer to this life. Even if you call it a secular standard or a religious standard uh, that get head to head, they, they get in collision, they get in conflict all the time. The believer doesn't look to the law, does not look to the law as a means of salvation. Because in Jesus Christ, he's already saved. In, in Jesus Christ, he's already adopted in the, heaven, in the heavenly um, house of God, in the heavenly family of God. And um, the Holy Spirit is the source of salvation and the source of um, uh, being becoming part of the, um, the family of God. So... The more a believer is forcing himself to live by the laws and by rules, no matter how soft they are or, so, or how hard they are, this will hinder the Spirit of God working in, in the believer's life. We are guided in this spiritual reality called a relation with God. We are, called, we are guided by the Spirit of God which is a person, is not a power. We're not um, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses believing in an impersonal power uh, called Holy Spirit. So we don't want to hinder the, the work of the Holy Spirit, even in a subtle way, because they are so subtle, the, the temptations are so subtle. So um, even the whole, the, the, the biblical study, the Bible study, the prayer, the worship, the um, uh, testimonies, or the or the... I don't know, witnessing to others or, or behavioral standards um, that are commanded to the believer, even though they are essential to the Christian life, spirituality is never measured uh, by how often you are involved in such things. No, you, you cannot measure your spirituality uh, with, uh, with such a standard because you will immediately fall into legalism. Legalism is so dangerous and Paul is trying to hammer down to destroy legalism with all of his energy, with all of his, his passion because he, he knows how destructive legalism is for the spiritual life. So he, there is a chain, there is a chain of destruction in the spiritual life and it starts with a set of rules. We come with a set of rules that we borrow from others or we, can't, we invent ourselves. 
a set of rules that will lead to uh, um, self-righteousness. And the self-righteousness will lead you into hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. And hypocrisy is separating you from God. Hypocr- hypocrisy is, is the, the realm in which you perform a, a certain religion. You act in a certain way religiously, but you are very distant from God. It happened to me. It happened to you probably. And it's the worst state that you can be in. And you, it's, it's a waste of time if you, if you just um, um, stay in, in, uh, in separation of, from God, in, in um, hypocrisy. The manifestation of the spiritual life is, is useless. Holiness and sanctification only comes through the Holy Spirit. A holy life is not coming... In our in our lives is not um, uh, is not um, formed through what we do uh, for God, but um, by what He is doing for us, by what the Holy Spirit um, is doing for us. Of course, probably you're asking. So, where is our role? Where is our um, our role in all of this? Where, where what what are we called to do? Um, what about the Bible study? What about the prayer life? What about, uh, aren't these important? Uh, do we throw them away? No, they, they are critical for our lives. They are so important. They are, they are uh, um, part of, of our relation with God. What is important besides all these exterior things? What is important is to be aware of the Holy Spirit's present, presence. The presence of the Holy Spirit would be so needed to be, uh, to, we should be aware of His presence all the time. If this would be our own priority, our main priority in life, um, being aware of the Holy Spirit, being aware of His presence, of, of His person, this would create uh, in us um, a sincerity, an openness, a transparency um, in relation with Him, with God, as a person and in relation with others. So, the Holy Spirit, of course, is is using the Scripture uh, to help the believer to grow in the spiritual life, to grow in truth, to grow in in knowledge, to grow in in sanctification, to grow in love. And uh, the Holy Spirit Himself is the supreme source of all these virtues. The Holy Spirit uh, is testifying about Christ. That's why the, the, um, the author, uh, which is Paul, is urging us to walk in the Spirit. This is a command. Only um, pride and ignorance can lead a believer to live a life based on a list of rules and, and commands in his own limited and sinful power. When you have available to your side, you have the power of the Holy Spirit, you have the uh, perfect, the, the interior, the abundant power of the Holy Spirit at your side. A list of rules uh, was, was given to by the false teachers that were infiltrated in the churches, the Judaizers. A list of rules was, was given to 
to all the believers uh, of those churches, uh, starting with started, uh, starting with Antioch Church. And this this list of rules uh, was so tricky that even the Apostle Peter fall into this trap. I was out with Adina and Dalina this week. We were eating some uh, some uh, uh, pork, and um, at the end of the meal, I was happy. And uh, <laughs> I look I looked to Adina, I looked to, Ad- to Alina, and I said, "Poor Jews." I'm so I'm so sorry for the Jews and the Seventh Day Adventists uh, Adventists for for not using these meals. This type of meat is so delicious. And uh, Alina gave uh, some more names of people that do not eat this uh, uh, meat. Peter, when when Peter finally uh, accepted uh, God's God's freedom to to cut and to eat after. God insisted to this to this stubborn man to to just go into this um, um, heathen's house, Cornelius, to go and, and evangelize him and, and, and have fellowship with him. After God gave him this freedom to to, to go and and, and uh, enjoy the the freedom in Christ, he he slowly and subtly falls into the trap of of losing his freedom because of these Judaizers, these false teachers that were were bringing their rules, their set of rules, their set of, of laws into his life. And, and uh, he had to hide his pork sandwiches um, uh, from his brothers that, that came and, and to, to be a hypocrite. And all of a sudden, um, he lost, he lost this, his walk in the spirit. And, and, of course, he dragged with him um, uh, uh, Barnabas, another giant of faith. If it happened to them, it happens to us. It can happen to us. That's why we got to walk in the Spirit. It's a command. It, it, it expresses an action. It expresses progress. It expresses a move from, from point A to B. It's, an, it's a constant action. It's an imperative, of course. It's, it expresses a, a lifestyle. It's not something that happened 10 years ago. It's not something that you, you used to do um, 12 years ago. I, I was walking in the Lord a uh, long time ago. It has to be now. That's why the question is, are you walking in the Spirit right now? Did you stop? When Jacob was told in the Old Testament, in, in, Gen, in uh, uh, Genesis 30, 35, I guess, um, he was told, go to Bethel. And come to Bethel. God is, is um, having an, uh, a meeting with, with him at Bethel. And he is stopping on the way. He's stopping at the middle of the, the way to Bethel. And, and there, instead, he saw a, a better grass, a better place for his animals, a better place for fellowship and other things. Um, and, and instead of following God's command to, to follow all the way to Bethel, he stops there and he... You read uh, all the consequences. When you stop walking in the Spirit, when you stop walking uh, by God, when you stop walking um, uh, the way God is telling you to walk, um, you uh, will experience all sorts of of consequences. Um, Some Christians have lost the, the tension between the human side and the God side. God side. And they suggested that you shouldn't do anything. 
You should just let the spirit do everything for you. You, you, should, you should just um, surrender in a passive uh, mood. And um, in these circles of Christians, uh, they almost excluded completely the will of man. You don't have to do anything. You just slow down, relax. The Lord will do everything for you, which is uh, bad. Which is bad because you completely nullify the will of man. And God will never, God will never take your phone from your hand. God will never uh, turn off the, the TV in your uh, room. God will never uh, stop you from, from where you're moving or where you're driving. He will, he, he's involving your will the same, the same way your will is involved in justification. Your will is bound before God, is, is uh, bended before God. Of course, uh, we are not, we're not trying to uh, diminish, to minimize the, uh, the sovereignty of God in, in His mighty plans, uh, His strength to, to carry His plans. We are not doing that, but uh, we are also not denying uh, the verses and the, past, the many passages in the Bible where your will is included and your will um, is part of God's plan. You are not saved against your will. In the sense that you accepted Jesus, not your grandma accepted Jesus for you. You were involved in, 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 in receiving the message, in, in surrendering to Jesus. Of course, because the Spirit of God in His sovereignty came into your life and invaded your life and, and gave you life and made you, made you believe. I do believe that you have to be regenerated before you believe. And I think Pastor Greg believes the same. Uh, we are from the same the same camp, um, so the will the will of man is not uh, suppressed is not uh, excluded. The same way is not excluded in in justification is not excluded in sanctification, and um, uh, it's active. The believer that is is guided by the Holy Spirit. Uh, has to be available to walk where the Spirit of God is, is um, guiding the believer. To claim that you are, you are, um, you are uh, committed to the Holy Spirit and you are not personally involved in the work of God, um, it's a contradiction in terms. If you claim one thing and you do another thing, it's uh, Lord, Lord, uh, and you are not doing what he says. Luke 6.47 or, or Matthew 7.14, uh, where people, Matthew 7.21, 20, people say, Lord, Lord, but they don't do the, the will of the Lord. Um, the believer is not just sitting aside and, and watching God doing everything. Uh, working everything for him. The believer is called to see himself death towards sin. The believer is called to live for Jesus Christ. The believer is called to uh, to uh, go against, to resist the sin. The believer is, is called to um, uh, resist, um, to mortify the, um, the uh, members of the, the body of sin and to make them uh, tools of righteousness. That's what the believer is called to do. 
the believer is called by the whole is is guided by the holy spirit to not fulfill the the uh, lusts to not gratify the desires of the flesh this desire here can be can be uh, can express uh, an overwhelming an over, overwhelming desire overwhelming want it's so powerful it, being good or bad jesus is using the word or the the gospel of luke um, luke is using is using the word for jesus when he says that he wants he wants he has the desire to have um, a communion to have uh, the supper the, the last supper with the disciples in luke 22 15 and paul is using uh, the the um, the same word in a, with a positive connotation um, expressing his longingness his desire to to live to to be with the lord in philippians 1 23 it's a it's a, a famous passage um, but um, this uh, word can also have um, an evil connotation if you walk by the spirit if you are guided by the spirit it means that you live uh, you live as by the daytime uh, Romans, 13, Romans 13, 14, you don't care for the, um, uh, for the flesh, for the wants of the flesh um, uh, involving drunkenness, uh, uh, sexual promiscuity, uh, sensuality, uh, fights, jealousies, all these behaviors um, are excluded from the Christian life. The life lived in the Spirit of God is a life similar to the, to the life of Jesus Christ, saturating your, your thoughts with the truth of God, with the love and, and the, the glory of, of Jesus Christ. Um, Colossians uh, uh, 3.16 says, um, to have the word uh, living, uh, filling your life with, uh, in abundance, uh, the word of God dwelling uh, in you in abundance. Is the same is a similar text to the the text from uh, Ephesians 5:18 that says, "Be filled with the Spirit, uh, be completely controlled by the Spirit." The the, uh, the control of the Spirit is the is the control of the Word of God. When the, um, the Word of God control controls your life, you are guided by the Spirit. So the second the second thing that follows, of course, as, as you fulfill this command, uh, simultaneously something happens. A conflict if the command is fulfilled the conflict is is occurring uh, and uh, here's what what the text says for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are, are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do the life led by the Holy Spirit is a life of conflict It's not a, a, a passive surrender. You are entering a fight with the old ways of the flesh, and we're going to look in a, in a second to this um, this uh, statement, this word. The flesh is a term that Paul is using to describe something that remains out of the old man. 
Paul is very careful in how he's using the terms, the terminology. If, if you're not careful, you're gonna uh, uh, mix it up and um, you, will, you, will all, you will get to the conclusion that uh, in, inside of a believer there are both the old man and the new man, uh, the flesh, the Holy Spirit, it's, it's uh, a complete chaos there. Um, Paul is careful to, to mention the fact that once a, once a person is saved, once, once the things have become new in somebody's life, um, the, old past, the old things have passed and um, um, the new things um, occurred now. And, and um, he's never using the, the term old man regarding a, a, a new a new believer regarding a believer regarding a saved person he's only using the terminology the flesh the flesh so what we have here now is is uh, a redeemed self that lives in an unredeemed body we are eager, we have that desire that we were speaking a moment ago about Paul to be with the Lord. We want to be, um, to, to see all the creation renewed, redeemed, which means that we will uh, get to experience a new, a new level of existence, a new level of, of um, life that God is speaking about, which will go beyond matter, will include probably matter. Jesus Christ himself uh, raised from the, from the dead. He, he ate and uh, uh, he was on the shore of the uh, Galilean Sea and he ate fish and honey. And I, I cannot forget that because I'm a beekeeper. I, I love bees. I, I, I produce honey. Uh, I have... Um, beehives and Jesus used honey he ate in his resurrected body he had a new body and um, that in, that involves matter of course so Paul is is saying um, let's listen to uh, Paul, Paul's words uh, referring to um, referring to his new condition that he has in in Christ some some people people debated they they said they said regarding to the passage uh, in Romans 7 uh, they they try they try to make it a controversial passage they say it's uh, it's before before Paul's salvation uh, listen to his words uh, he was a saved man for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do uh, not want is what I keep, keep on doing. So I find it uh, to be a law that when I want to do, the, uh, to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God, in my inner being but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members O wretched man that I am who will deliver me from this body of death thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord so then I myself serve the law, the law of God with my mind but with my flesh I serve the law of 
sin. The giant of faith, a man that was used by God among the, uh, in history, uh, um, people say that he was among the first nine people that influenced the, his, uh, the history of the humankind. Um, Paul is ready to confess in, 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 in this important book in Romans that he is fighting, he has a war in himself. He has a, he has a, a big conflict. Can you believe that these are Paul's words? He says, I'm doing, I'm doing what's, what's wrong. I'm doing what's evil, what's bad. We're not trying to diminish his character. We're not trying to diminish his life. He was, he was unbelievable in his walk with the Lord in the Spirit. But, but he's trying, led by the Holy Spirit when he's writing, to present his life and, and to say... Um, without the Holy Spirit, I, I'm, I'm nothing. I have nothing to offer. In my flesh, there's nothing to offer. I have no resources. No resources. That's why it, what follows uh, after chapter, chapter 7 is chapter 8. In, in Paul's times, of course, there were, there were no chapters. Chapters were added only in the uh, 1600s or, or 1400s uh, a little later um, what follows is is the greatest the greatest passage in the whole bible chapter 8 if you need comfort if you need uh, peace with god if you need assurance of your eternal security of your eternal life if you need uh, if you need god's love poured over you read chapter 8 is the greatest chapter in the bible and it's also the most dense chapter about the work of the holy spirit in the believer's life it's an unbelievable text and and the holy spirit is bringing this passage in his writing just to contrast to contrast uh, what he speaks about being in the flesh, how desperate your condition is being just on your own in the flesh without the Holy Spirit. And then the Lord says, wait a minute, I have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is changing the whole, the whole scenery. The flesh, the flesh is... Is that part in the believer that functions separately from the Spirit of God and against the Spirit of God? It goes against, it stands against the work of the Holy Spirit in the, in the heart of the believer. The unbeliever often, often regrets the things, the sinful things that he commits uh, because of guilt and because of the um, uh, painful consequences. But he never experiences a spiritual battle. The spiritual battle is, has to do with the Christian life. An unbeliever, and this, this, this morning, this is a test for you to know, between other texts, to know if you are a believer, to test your, your spiritual life to see, am I a believer or not? If you are facing a spiritual battle, that's a great, a great evidence that you are a believer because you uh, are aware of all this inf evil influence and you are not just regretting it out of guilt or uh, you're just regretting it out of uh, the bad consequences that you, you are now facing because you did all these sins. Um, 
the sinful things that uh, that um, uh, an unbeliever um, is committing are sometimes are often are disappointing and disgusting for him but they are according to the nature to his nature of an enemy of God of a child of wrath of God um, a child of the wrath of God that's how Ephesians 3, 2 3 um, uh, presents the, the unbelievers so pe people that um, uh, walk in the flesh of course um, can be believers too because uh, they don't focus on walking in the spirit but also also the that's that's a, a condition of the unbelievers the, the unbelievers walk in the flesh all day all day long the flesh of the believer is his inclination towards sin is the fallen the fallen side of, of, of uh, the man that is waiting for the redemption to come in which uh, he will experience a new holy complete creation a new being he will he will have a new a new body he will have a new state uh, both physical and spiritual we won't flow like angels when we die when when we uh, will uh, uh, inaugurate with Jesus Christ the, the new life that is to come the eternal state we won't flow like angels like ghosts we won't be ghosts we won't be angels we'll, we'll, we'll have new bodies we'll experience a new dimension uh, of, of existence and we are longing for that until then we have to fight to, to face this conflict that is is raging in us every day and the Holy Spirit is helping us to fight the flesh in in our lives outside of the Holy Spirit we have no resources to fight the flesh if you try religion you are damned you are you are uh, lost if you try your own rules original uh, set of rules that have nothing to do with God you are lost too there is a, a frustrating conflict uh, Paul has to to uh, um, to acknowledge it and to to, to say, "Oh wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death, from from this body that is decaying, from this body that is dying? Who will deliver me from? Who will give me the resources to to fight what's what's in me?" The Christian life is is a war. But this morning we are not we are not um, uh, left by Paul in 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 a uh, foggy negative um, uh, atmosphere. We are uh, presented the fact that we can have victory in Christ, in in the Spirit through the Spirit we can have victory. I can do all things through Christ. Paul is is um, uh, acknowledging this and he's saying. Um, there is a war, but there is um, the, the way of victory. There is always a way to, to, to win this war, um, to win every battle. This morning, I want to encourage you to, to look up to Jesus and to, to be encouraged that uh, in Him you can experience 
a victorious life over sin, over flesh. Amen? You don't, you don't have to, to look um, uh, um, afraid of, of what's happening inside of you. Jesus Christ is acknowledging this both in, in John 17 too, uh, and in Matthew 28. Uh, he's saying almost the same thing uh, in his prayer in, in John 17. Uh, he says, All the authority has been given to me from the Father over the flesh. The word there uh, is flesh. Uh, over every, uh, every human uh, being in, in, in another translation, but in a, in a potential translation can be flesh over everything that has to do with, with the negative influence of this world. I have the authority, Jesus says. And every believer has this interior power of the Holy Spirit to fight against his own weaknesses, to fight against flesh. The law of the Spirit has delivered us from the law of death, Romans 8, 2. The law of death and the law of sin. Our flesh is, is run by the law of, of sin and the law of death. This flesh uh, doesn't know any other law. That's why we need a new system. We need the system of the Holy Spirit in the new in the new being in the new man that we are we are transformed but we're still on earth and uh, we are not completely redeemed uh, uh, physically we're dying each time we have american teams in romania we have about three three four teams uh, every summer uh, small teams coming to to our villages and every morning when when i go to the cafeteria when i see them eating I, I like to tease uh, and to, to yell at them. People are dying. Let's get, let's get out. Let's leave. Let's go, guys. What are you doing here? You're enjoying life here. People are, di are dying. And that's true. People are dying. We're living in, in, a, in a dying uh, world. But that's not the last news. The last news is that uh, we are... We inherited the law of the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is energizing the new man to give him victory over the flesh. Isn't that amazing that the Lord uh, did not abandon us, did, did not give us just, uh, He did not just, just give us a book, just read this book and create your own religion, create your own uh, uh, works. Uh, the Spirit of God came to dwell in us, in our lives, and to guide us. And that's so amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close in a minute with uh, the fact that uh, Paul, Paul is um, emphasizing the fact that um, you got you to gotta be involved. You got to walk by the Spirit and uh, you are not called to be a spectator. You are called to be um, a good uh, soldier for Jesus. You are called to be a warrior for Jesus. Uh, Warriors are craving for war. Warriors are, are desiring to, to go to battle. Did you stop battling? Did you stop? Um, uh, did you, did you, are you trying to run away from the conflict? Uh, did you get tired? It will be there today. The conflict will occur. The more you try to walk in the spirit, the, the, the greater the conflict. That's no problem. You don't have to be afraid of, of this conflict because 
you have the energy to, to be a winner, to be a conqueror, to be a victorious uh, man of God, a woman of God. The Lord uh, is, is um, encouraging you this morning to, um, to never stop. To never stop. If you are a child of God, you got to be a warrior. You got to be a soldier for Jesus. You got to be desiring to to gain to win more territory for Jesus to 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 put um uh, the flag um in the ground to win more territory for him. Of course, that will uh, that will um uh, create more conflict because the tendencies of the flesh, the law of de of death and sin is telling you, is sending you uh, uh, opposite signals. Stay calm, stay relaxed, don't bother, don't, re don't worry about this. Uh, um, don't be too sure. Uh, there are other opinions in this world. Uh, and I'm, I'm closing with this uh, warning of, of Paul, the last verse, verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Um, God committed to you, you are committed, committing your life to, to Jesus. You are committing your life to God. God has given to, to you all His um, uh, godly resources, all His divine power that um, uh, has um, everything that pertains to life and godliness um, through the knowledge of, of Jesus Christ that call us to um, uh, His own glory and excellence. And um, God gave you everything, God committed with everything that uh, He had in His plan for your existence and now it's your turn to, to commit to Him, to surrender, to, to, to follow. Um, If you walk by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Living under the law means living in the flesh. Living in the flesh. Even if somebody is not living in sin, uh, just being, a legal, being under the law means you are a legalist person. Legalistic person. And um, flesh is so so incapable and so weak to fulfill the law the law is so perfect that nobody on this earth in his own imperfection can fulfill the law only jesus christ the perfect one god himself the true god in, in flesh coming down on earth to us he fulfilled the law through his perfect life and if, if you forget that you'll start walking in the flesh in your weak condition an imperfect condition and you'll try to fulfill the law and the law is incapable to conquer the flesh it's a mutual incapacity um, impossibility it's it's a mutual uh, uh, problem here the the law cannot conquer the flesh and the flesh cannot fulfill the law so uh, this is creating a spring, a spring of, of religion, a, re, a spring of legalism, a spring of, of rules that are not, that are departing people from God. And God want, wants people to experience the, the freedom in, in the spirit. 
being being uh, gui- being guided being led by the spirit um, is the same thing as walking in the spirit we are following the lord the more you are following the, you, do, you don't even have to you don't even have to ask this morning lord lord guide me you know what you have to do? You just tell the Lord, Lord, I want to follow. I want to be obedient. I want to be obedient because the more obedient you are, the more guided you are, the more led uh, uh, you are by the Spirit of God. The more a person, the more a person is closer to, to Christ, the, uh, the more that person will be led by the Spirit. The Spirit of God uh, will guide you. When you are born again, the moment you are born again in the family of God by the Holy Spirit, uh, you will start walking in faith on the way of freedom, on the way of sanctification, on the way of truth, on the way of, of uh, uh, fruitfulness, on the way of, of prayer, um, um, witnessing and all this. And all the way of joy I was reading I was listening to a message uh, last week uh, the pastor said um, he said um, that obedience is the way to joy obedience is a fa- is a fight for joy the more obedient you are to God the more joyful you are you know what's joy it's one of the characteristics of the the fruit of the spirit the Spirit of God, besides love and peace and, and other things, self-control and, and uh, meekness and all that, um, um, He is he's bringing to, into your life joy. So He's doing that and He's, he's fruitful. Um, the Lord is, is bringing His fruit in your life in obedience while we obey. Let's, let's pray this morning. Let, let's bow our heads and, and come before the Lord. Let's acknowledge that the conflict is 